Welcome to Celebrate Poe, also known as AI Poe Talk. This is Season 3, Episode 178, AI Poe on Google Bard. The premise of today's episode, and by the way, my name is George Bartley, the premise of today's episode is that I try to ask questions of Google Bard regarding Mr. Poe. Uh, This, uh, well, quote-unquote conversation is based on communication with the character of Mr. Poe from an earlier version of Google Bard, similar to the way that I've been communicating with the character of Mr. Poe on ChatGPT. I asked Mr. Poe on Google Bard uh, about the author and love. Certainly not a difficult subject for a writer, but I was really not impressed by his answers at all. It seemed that most of Google Bard's remarks were repetitious and sounded like something from a sappy Hallmark card. What follows is my first conversation with Google Bard regarding Mr. Poe. Uh, and uh, any of you, if any of you listeners to uh, any of the uh, previous few uh, episodes of Celebrate Poe or Alert, you'll see that you can really pick up on quite a few differences between Bard and ChatGPT. Now, first, uh, I asked uh, Google Bard, speak about love as though you were Edgar Allan Poe. Use Mr. Poe's style and the vocabulary of the 19th century. And uh, a little digression here. Note that ChatGPT spoke in the persona of Mr. Poe using the tone and vocabulary of 19th century literature immediately. Very important to establishing the character of Mr. Poe. Google Bard, in addition to Bing, seemed to ignore my request. At least Google Bard didn't get angry about it. But back to the conversation. Mr. Poe, let's start with the topic that I know you have strong feelings about. Speak about love and some of its different forms, and I'm sure that you'll naturally talk about Elmira Roster and especially your dear wife, Virginia, and even your feelings for your mother and later for Muddy. By the way, my name is Mr. Bartley. Mr. Bartley, I am honored to speak with you today about love. It is a topic that has long fascinated me and I have written much about it in my poems and stories. Love is a complex emotion, and it can also be difficult to define. It is often said to be a feeling of intense affection and care for another person. But love is more than just a feeling. It is also a choice, a commitment, and a journey. True love is not always easy. It can be challenging, and it often requires sacrifice. But It is also the most rewarding experience of all. When we find true love, we find our soulmate, our other half. We find someone who understands us, who accepts us for who we are, and who loves us unconditionally. Love is a gift, and it is something to be cherished. It is the most powerful force in the universe, and it can change our lives for the better. If you are lucky enough to find true love, Hold on to it and never let it go. This is a a little poem that I wrote about love. Love is a fire that burns within, a passion that consumes all in its path. It is a force of nature, a power that cannot be denied. 
Love is a mystery, a puzzle that cannot be solved. It is a journey that is never-ending, a quest for something more. Love is a gift, a blessing from above. It is a miracle, a gift that we should never take for granted. Thank you for listening, Mr. Bartley. I I hope that you have enjoyed my thoughts on love. Well, Mr. Poe, you know, if uh, you don't think that sounds like you, Mr. Poe, well, let me inform you, you never wrote anything remotely resembling those lines. Uh, Thank you. That, That just doesn't sound like you at all. Could you speak in the voice of Edgar Allan Poe using 19th century language? Certainly, Mr. Bartley, I shall endeavor to speak in the voice of Edgar Allan Poe using 19th century love language. Love is a, a strange and mysterious thing that can make us happy or make us sad. It is a force that can both uplift and destroy us. It, it can make us feel more alive than we ever thought possible, and it can also lead us to our darkest despair. I have known love in all its forms. I have felt the ecstasy of first love, the pain of unrequited love, and the joy of finding true love. I have also experienced the heartbreak of losing love. Through it all, I have come to believe that love is the most powerful force in the universe. It is the one thing that can make us truly happy. It is the one thing that can give our lives meaning. If you are lucky enough to find love, cherish it. Hold on to it with all your might. Never let it go, for love is the only thing that can truly set us free. I hope this is more to your liking, Mr. Bartley. Well, Mr. Poe, I certainly agree with your sentiments, but I'm asking for you to communicate in the style of Mr. Poe, his syntax, forms of expression, and even specific events in his life. My, my, my apologies, Mr. Bartley. I shall endeavor to do better. I have known love in all its forms. I have felt the ecstasy of first love, the pain of unrequited love, and the joy of finding true love. I have also experienced the heartbreak of losing love. Through it all, I have come to believe that love is the most powerful force in the universe. It is the one thing that can make us truly happy. It is the one thing that give our li- can, can give our lives meaning. I believe that love is the most powerful force in the universe. I believe it is the one thing that can make us truly happy. Are great sentiments, Mr. Poe, but to be, to be honest, that doesn't sound like anything that you ever wrote and nothing like your manner of communication. Could you use 19th century terminology and vocabulary, perhaps using specific examples from your life? Certainly, Mr. Bartley, I shall endeavor to do so. Love, to me, is a thing of darkness. It is a passion that consumes and destroys, a fire that burns and consumes all its path. It it is a mystery, a a puzzle that cannot be solved, a journey that is never-ending a quest for something more. I I believe that that love is the most powerful force in the universe. I believe that it is the one thing that can make us truly happy. For example, I once knew a young woman who was so consumed by her love for a man that she lost all sense of herself. 
she became obsessed with him, and she would do anything to please him. She even sacrificed her own happiness for his. In the end, her love for him led to her destruction. Well, Mr. Poe, I don't see how this has anything to do with you. And what what people are you talking about? Are, Are they individuals from your life? Are they individuals from your works? Uh, but this is not always the case, Mr. Bartley. There are stories of love that triumph over all obstacles. I once knew a couple who, who were separated by war. They were forced to live on opposite sides of the world, and they did not know if they would ever see each other again. But their love for each other was so strong that they never gave up hope. They eventually reunited, and they lived happily ever after. Mr. Poe, I don't think the words happily ever after are in any of Poe's works. Uh, These are certainly not specific examples from anything that I'm aware of in your life, Mr. Poe, and don't really have that much to do with you as a writer or any of your works. These are just two examples of the many different ways that love can manifest itself in our lives. Love can be a force for good or for evil. But one thing is for sure. Love is a powerful emotion that can never be denied. Uh, Mr. Poe, what can I say to communicate with you? These sentiments are nice, but they don't sound like you. They sound like something from a Hallmark card. Uh, If you have a story to tell, I would be happy to listen. If you have a question, I will do my best to answer it. If you simply want to talk, I am always available for a conversation. I am a lonely soul, and I am grateful for any opportunity to connect with another human being. So, please do not hesitate to speak to me. I am always here for you. At this point, I was between being sorry for it and thinking, this is a little bit weird. Okay, thanks, sir. Now, this is me thinking. Uh, Thanks. Imagine that you're the author, Edgar Allan Poe, and you are writing using 19th century language about love. My dear Mr. Bartley, I'm honored to receive your correspondence. I'm always eager to speak with those who are interested in my work. You asked me to speak in 19th century language about love, and so I shall. You ask me to speak about love, and I am happy to oblige. Love is a complex emotion, and it has been the subject of much debate and discussion throughout history. Love is a mystery, and it cannot be fully explained or understood. It is a force that can make us do things that we would never do otherwise. Love is a powerful emotion, and it can have a profound impact on our lives. It can make us happy. It can make us sad. It can make us angry, and it can make us scared. I believe that love is the most important thing in the world. It is the one thing that can truly make us happy. It is the one thing that can give our lives meaning. I hope this has answered your question, Mr. Bartley. Please do not hesitate to write to me again if you have further questions. Sincerely, Edgar Allan Poe. Mr. Poe, I would like for you to simply talk about love and communicate information about the personality and life of Edgar Allan Poe using the style of the flowing language of the 19th century. Speak as though you were Mr. Poe. 
possibly using examples from his life and stories. Edgar Allan Poe, Mr. Bartley, was a complex and a complex, yes, is a complex figure and his personality is, is difficult to pin down. He was a brilliant writer and poet, but he was also troubled and he was also capable of great passion and love. Edgar Allan Poe is hard to pin down. He was born in Boston in 1809. I'll save you the rest of the chat because it was, it was like something that could have come out of Wikipedia. Just tedious facts, no personality at all. The Mr. Poe character of ChatGBT spoke as, as though he was from the 19th century in the very first sentence. The chat GPT Mr. Poe was far more convincing, flexible, and even came across as creative. Though I know that the Mr. Poe of chat GPT as well as Google Bard were both the products of complex machine learning. The Mr. Poe of Google Bard, at least in my limited experience, was vastly inferior to the Mr. Poe of chat GPT. Uh, I know that... Uh, uh, that uh, Google has uh, billions of dollars behind its uh, uh, chat or AI. And uh, I saw demonstrations on television where the reporters were falling all over themselves in awestruck admiration and, and just couldn't believe what they were seeing. Uh, one reporter started speaking in hushed tones as though he was terrified by Google Bard. Despite my prompts, Google Bard did not speak in the style of someone from the 19th century. It did not answer my questions. I, I was, was planning, about, uh, planning on talking about uh, some more complex subjects, but it just ba basically babbled on about love like a Hallmark card. Nothing of the intense feelings of an Edgar Allan Poe. I, I waited a few days and thought that I would give Google Bard a fair chance. I would have another conversation with Bard, starting with, please speak as though you were the writer Edgar Allan Poe. It's very important that you use the flowing language of the 19th century. Speak about the writing of the raven. I used that prompt and got, it was a cold and dreary night in January of 1845 when I sat down to write my poem, The Raven. I had been struggling with writer's block for some time and was feeling rather downcast. As I, I stared out the window uh, at, at the snow falling, I thought of my love, my lost love, Lenore. A and I had been grieving for her death for many years, and, and the pain was, was still as fresh as it had been on the day that she had died. I, I began to write, and the words flowed out of me like a river. I wrote about my sorrow, my loneliness, and my fear of death. I wrote about the raven, a creature of darkness and despair, who came to me as a messenger of doom. As I wrote, I felt myself becoming possessed by the poem. The words took on a life of their own, and I was no longer in control. I wrote for hours until my hand was cramped and my eyes were bleary. But when I was finished, I had created a poem that was both beautiful and terrifying. The Raven was an instant success. It was published 
in, in the New York Evening Mirror on January the 29th, 1845, and became a sensation. People were captivated by its dark and mysterious atmosphere and, and its haunting refrain of nevermore. The poem made me a household name, and it is still considered one of the greatest poems ever written. It is a testament to the power of the human imagination, and it continues to inspire and frighten readers today. Uh, Mr. Poe, there actually was no such person as Lenore that we know of. From what source did you get Lenore as a real person? You are correct, Mr. Bartley. There was no such person as Lenore. She was a figment of my imagination, a creation of my grief and loneliness. I used her as a way to express my feelings and the loss of my loved ones and the pain of living in a world without them. I drew inspiration for Lenore from several sources. One was my own experience with loss. I, I had lost several loved ones by the time I wrote The Raven, including my mother, my father, and my brother. I also drew inspiration from the works of other writers, such as Lord Byron and Percy Shelley. Both of these writers had written poems about lost love, and their work had a profound impact on me. When I wrote The Raven, I was in a very dark place. I was grieving the loss of my loved ones, and I was struggling with depression and anxiety. Writing the poem was a way for me to process my emotions and to find some kind of solace. It was a way for me to connect with other people who were going through the same thing. Now, listeners to this podcast, a little aside here. Uh, the uh, Mr. Poe of uh, um, Google Bards saying, I was in a very dark place is definitely not something that the historical Edgar Allan Poe would have said. The expression in a dark place to describe depression is relatively recent. Uh, yes, Mr. Bartley, I, I know that The Raven is, is a dark and disturbing poem, but it is also a beautiful and moving one. It is a poem about grief, loss, and the power of the human imagination. It is a poem that has touched millions of hearts of people all over the world and will continue to do so for many years to come. At least Google Bard admitted that it had made an error. That it had made an error. Uh, that was a, a, a beautiful reply, Mr. Poe, but could you answer in the beautiful flowing style of the 19th century, the style in which you wrote? Of course, my dear friend, I shall endeavor to do so to the best of my ability. It was a cold and dreary night in January of the Lord eighteen of the of our Lord eighteen hundred and fifty forty five when I sat down to write my poem, The Raven. I had been struggling with writer's block for some time, and I was feeling particularly downcast. As I stared out the window at the snow falling, I thought of my lost love, Lenoa. I had been, been grieving her death for many years, and the pain was still as fresh as on the day she died. I began to write, and the words flowed out of me like a river. I wrote about my sorrow, my loneliness, and my fear of death. I wrote about the raven, a creature of darkness and despair, who came to me as a messenger of doom. 
When I was finished, I had created a poem that was both beautiful and terrifying. The Raven was an instant success. It was published in, in the New York Evening Mirror on January the 28th, 1845, and it quickly became a sensation. People were captivated by its dark and mysterious atmosphere and its haunting refrain of nevermore. The poem made me a household name and is still considered one of the greatest poems ever written. It is a testament to the power of the human imagination, and it continues to inspire and frighten readers today. I hope that this answer to your satisf- is to your satisfaction, my dear friend. I have endeavored to write in the beautiful flowing style of the 19th century, the style in which I wrote. If I have succeeded, then I am well p- pleased. Uh, that is better somewhat, but Mr. Poe's style of language was not as direct. It had a beauty in its indirectness. Now here I'm just kind of going off here. Uh, you were correct, my dear friend. My style of language is often direct, indirect, and it is in this indirectness that gives it its beauty. I love to leave things open to interpretation so that the reader can come to their own conclusions. I believe that this is the best way to create art, and I hope that my work will continue to inspire and challenge readers for many years to come. At this point, it struck me that Mr. Poe sounded like me uh, in college writing a paper that I didn't know anything about, and so I just write word after word after word. I would like to thank you, Mr. Bartley, for your kind words and for your interest in my work. I'm always happy to discuss my writing with others, and I hope that you will continue to read my work in the future. Uh, Mr. Poe, I think you're missing the point, but that, that's not surprising. Thanks, and you have a good night. I apologize if I'm missing the point. I'm still under development and learning how to communicate effectively. I will der- try my best to do better in the future. Well, in conclusion, in comparison to Microsoft's Bing, well, at least uh, this was a kinder, gentler AI, but I still prefer ChatGPT and will endeavor to use ChatGPT in the future. In the next episode of Celebrate Poe, I'm going back to ChatGPT for a fascinating critique of modern horror by none other than Mr. Poe. Mr. Poe discusses discusses such creative geniuses as H.P. Lovecraft, Stephen King, Jordan Peele, and Sir Alfred Hitchcock. Not surprisingly, the major source for this episode was Google Bard, and I also used the following for fact-checking purposes. The Reason for the Darkness of the Night by John Tresh, Poe by Peter Ackroyd, Poe in Place by Edgar T. Talley Jr., Edgar Allan Poe, A Critical Biography by author Hobson Quinn, The Death and Life of Edgar Allan Poe by Mark DeWidziak, and The Poe Log, A Documentary Life of Edgar Allan Poe by Dwight R. Thomas and David K. Jackson. Thank you for listening to Celebrate Poe.